everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're really excited to be here today to bring you a special bonus episode of the podcast where we are going to be talking about cooking and food and Julia Child and all things fun uh, with Julie and Julia. And I have my friend Samantha Ferraro is here. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yay! Thank you for having me. Yeah. So we have been <laughs> friends for... Has it been almost Gosh, 10 years? No, over eight ten. years? I mean, I think it was, it was really early on. You were one of the first people that I met on Twitter. So it yeah. was, it's been uh, over 10 years. I want to say we were I like started... the OG bloggers, like way yeah. back in the beginning. <laughs> like we were the OG bloggers, like on yeah. Twitter, yeah. like blogging, I, like old school style. Yeah, because <laughs> I started my blog and my personal blog in 2008. And I think we probably met right around then. Yes, I started, uh, technically I started two, 2011. So okay. I, I feel like you might have gotten a little ahead of, ahead of uh, me. Maybe a little ahead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But around the same uh, time. Yeah. So, and I think I started Twitter right around 2010. Same, yes, yeah, same, I've had same. About, uh, I've had a, just over, it was just over 10 years on Twitter, which is insane. Is that nuts? <laughs> so much has changed. That's like a whole different episode. Yeah. <laughs> we could talk about like how social media has evolved. Yeah. So why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners that they are not familiar with you and what you do? Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you. Um, thank you for the introduction. <laughs> so uh, my name is Samantha Ferraro. I am a food blogger. So I have a food blogging, like a food website with um, all different kinds of recipes. And I usually feature Mediterranean recipes, Jewish recipes, Italian, kind of all across the board, because I love learning about cultures. And I kind of grew up with like a really diverse background. Um, so I'd love to kind of learn about other recipes. And I put that on my website. And two years ago, my cookbook came out called the weeknight mediterranean kitchen um which rachel has cooked from so thank yes. you <laughs> i can't believe it's been two years that's Is that crazy yeah, it just passed and i can't believe that the birthday of two years i was like yeah. wow <laughs> that just it was just such an amazing experience and still doing well so i'm very happy yeah um and then yeah i just started my little itty bitty <laughs> food podcast which is basically a one woman show of me talking to myself about food. So, <laughs> so if you guys like to listen about cooking and recipes and new ingredients and just fun weeknight dinners, that is what my little itty bitty podcast <laughs> is all about. <laughs> We love little itty bitty podcasts yeah. on this podcast. So I think that's great. Oh, thank you. And uh, yeah, so you've been able to write a whole cookbook and that yeah. is, that must've been uh, a, an incredible daunting yeah, experience. That was an adventure and will I do it again? Maybe. Um, uh -huh. But it was, I'm so glad I, d I did it. It was so much fun. It was, it was a goal I always had, and it was going out of my comfort zone, which I really appreciated. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was a blast. Plus I got to eat all the time and yeah. <laughs> it was a fun, challenging project. So yeah, I, yes. Well, and one thing I love about your recipes is that you have a lot of pictures and, oh, and I know yeah. that's something you take very seriously as your food photography. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're all visual people, right? Yeah. And for me, I, I also, I've said this before on other like episodes and interviews, I want to show the food how we're all going to eat it. So I don't doctor it up too much. 
Um, but I really just want to be super colorful, super vibrant, super real. And I want you to get excited. Like, oh yes, I cannot wait to eat that. I want to mm-hmm. stick my face in that bowl of food right now. That's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it really helps, especially if you have the pictures along the way, that way you can be like, okay, at this stage, that's what this is supposed to look like. And I'm kind of close or I'm way yeah. off and you kind of get an idea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, people send, you know, on social media, like on Instagram, people make a recipe and send it to me. I'm like, oh my God, that looks so good. Of course, you know, my lighting is a little different. My camera's a little different, but yeah, you, you made it and you knocked it out of the park. So absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, have you been able to make a, a lot of friends through through people sharing their also their love of cooking? You know, it's yeah. so crazy. So my, I mean, I don't know if people are interested, but when my cookbook came out, I was getting emails from people in Geneva, from people yeah. in different countries, from a retired doctor in Australia that loves Mediterranean cooking, and they were emailing me. Yeah, and I was like well, I am reaching people on different parts of the world and all different aspects, all different ages. And it was just so cool. And it still is pretty darn. It's so fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you come up with your recipes? Uh, how do you get uh, the that's inspiration? A whole other, that's a whole other ball. So, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, we've been blogging for, you know, 10 years-ish, right? Yeah. So I've definitely gone through phases. And it's funny that we're going to talk about the movie because I kind of went through a joy of child phase. Yeah. Um, so I definitely went through phases in the very beginning. I wanted to learn more about my culture and I started cooking more Jewish and Mediterranean foods. And then I was going through... Um, like I want to combine flavors and I was trying to create new recipes. And now I'm kind of in this weeknight recipe um, situation where I just want to, I just want to share really good approachable food um, that anyone can cook. You know, if, if I always say like, if I inspire you to try a spice called sumac, you know, on your chicken just once, like I've done my job. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am right now is kind of this, you know, weeknight approachable really awesome delicious colorful food yeah, yeah. What, what I, for me what i like the most in a recipe is when it's all in one pot when you oh, can okay. just cook the the yeah. less dishes that a, a recipe can make the more sure. i'm gonna make it the more sure. i'm gonna yeah. like it yeah and that's that's uh one of the things that sometimes that they don't think about sometimes in making recipes as if like if I have to get a bowl and then two <laughs> several saucepans and it forget it I'm not yeah, making yeah. that recipe like okay, chili to me is like a perfect meal because you just it's all there in one yeah. pot it's warm it's hot it's comforting it's yummy uh and um it can be depending on how you make it it can be mm-hmm. a, a healthy meal yeah I like it with a little bit of rice or cornbread oh, yes. Yeah, that's so funny. You know, I I think you know this, but I grew up in Hawaii. And there we eat chili with rice. And when I moved to the mainland, people were like, oh, you do? That's so odd. (laughs) But rice and chili is pretty darn delicious. That's the only way I eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I do have, I mean, not to plug my book again, (laughs) but I do have a really popular recipe in the book if if you have it. The chicken with orzo. Uh-huh. That's a one pot. So you like yeah. cook the chicken, you sear it, you take it out, you add the orzo, add your spices, put the chicken back in, liquid, cook it, done. Nice. And uh, that's really the yummy. best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the whole joy of if you have a, a really good casserole recipe. Okay. Or that kind of cooking. You can just put it all in one thing, boom, yeah. done, yeah. delicious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
I'll work on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Do you have an early food memory that really sticks out? Oh, you, you know, I, I do. So, well, I, I don't know if a lot of people know what this is, but in Greek, they call it dolmas. I mean, I'm not uh-huh. Greek, but we call it yaprak or just stuffed grape leaves. Yeah. And my mom would make me roll the grape leaves. And we would roll them with meat and rice. And I remember the smell. If anyone has ever opened a jar of grape leaves, there's this aroma that smacks you in the face of brine and uh-huh. maybe a little funk. And it's almost astringent. And it's really just the brine that is in the grape leaf jar. And my mom would, and that smell. And my mom would, you know, make me take the leaves out, separate them all, take the stems off and roll them and it's a whole it's a process you know it's a it's a process and then you you put it in a pot and you bake it kind of slow and like the rice and the meat cook and the grape leaves together um and we eat them warm with meat in them and then i think greek may eat them like cold or rice Mm -hmm. i don't know but there's like different like variations depending on where you you go in the world um but that's probably my my one true memory is is that smell and like as soon as I open the jar, even when I make them at home, mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it yeah, smacks me. But they're There's so such good. Nostalgia. They're so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that sounds yummy. I'm gonna get hungry. They're actually this really podcast. good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so good. Yeah, yeah. I for me a really really positive memory for me is uh, my 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 siblings and I we tended to have we're very very different and so we didn't have that many things together that we bonded over and especially and when I was in high school and uh we decided one summer to do this cooking contest oh I don't oh, know fun. if we were inspired by Food Network or whatever oh, yeah we we but we yeah. literally spent the entire summer like planning this out planning our recipes wow. everything. and my parents were like you have to pick you can't <laughs> <laughs> and so they decided as the reward they would give us all like one small appliance like a toaster oh wow that kind of I, thing. I want that kind of competition i know i know and uh because <laughs> we literally i mean we really did put a lot of work into it plus they were paying for all the food and everything yeah. so we what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the movie julie and julia this came out in 2009 and so this movie is uh is based on uh, two books, and we're gonna, I'll talk a little bit about that. But, but um, it's directed by Nora Ephron, who is my favorite director, and uh, stars Meryl Streep, Amy Adams, Stanley Tucci. Uh, so, what was your overall thoughts about this movie when it came out? How do you feel about it now? So, I am just basing this off the movie, right? And I also might be a little biased because you know I was a food blogger and I went yeah. through a joy of child phase. But even, you know, we watched the movie again right before our episode. And I was, you know, I always, I ended the movie with a tear in my eye. <laughs> and every time I watch it, for me, I'm always smiling. Yeah. And it makes me want to run in the kitchen and get cooking. And, and I'm also empathetic of the, I mean, we'll get into this, but yeah. I'm empathetic of the Julie character. I really am. And I mean, Meryl Streep's character, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm beaming when I watch it. I just have the hugest smile and their yeah. relationship. It's just, I can, oh, I can go on and on. Yeah. So I, I am biased. I love it. It's a feel good yeah. movie. I can have it on all the time. Yeah, it is a, definitely a feel good movie. I really enjoy it too. I, 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 
I think that for me, I am in the camp that likes the Julia part way better than the oh, Julie sure, part. Sure, I'm fine. With, yes, <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't I mean, think it's it's without yeah. value. I yeah. this was Nora Ephron's last film, and I think what she does so well in her writing, in her adaptations, in her uh, in her scripts, is that she finds a way of commenting on different parts of life. And making it feel very effortless. Mm. You don't feel like the movie is preaching to you. You don't feel like the movie is trying to educate you. You just feel yeah. like these are characters talking and speaking their truth. And I think yeah. that that helps a lot in making both characters uh, just so endearing. Yeah, I, I agree mm. with that. Yeah, and I all I mean I I don't know as much about movies as you do, but I you know when they were going kind of back and forth, it was almost like. They were kind of going, um, how do I explain this? You know, they were parallel. Yeah. yeah, but they, it was almost parallel. It was almost complementary. Yeah. Um, so I thought the way that they presented that was just really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they had excellent casting all yes. across the board. Yeah. I mean, what think about it, but Amy Adams is a much better <laughs> Julie Powell than Julie Powell is. Oh, Julie I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I've heard. Yes. Um, and uh, and Meryl Streep is I you couldn't cast, cast a better anybody person, right? yeah. better. I mean, the only I guess if someone was going to nitpick is that she was a lot older than mm. uh, than Julia. Yeah, because I think and, Julia was in her early mid thirties. Yes, was she when yeah. her book came out? I think she was like early mid-30s. She was 50 she was, she was, oh, was 49 it? when uh when it got published we'll talk about okay. that too but but uh but yeah she, she was sick in julia and julia meryl was 60 when the movie was was uh released and so she was older but i didn't yeah. really that didn't bother me personally i just feel like she's so perfect for this role she gets the cadence of 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 her down so well the way that she talked the way that yeah. she's the way that she stood the way that they they did some tricky camera work uh mm. with uh making the rooms kind of on the small side mm. and, and so it made her look even bigger mm-hmm. and and the way that they cast different scenes with shorter actors and things like that yeah. all make her look taller than she is in real life mm-hmm. and uh and so i think she was just the perfect casting choice i agree yeah even and, her mannerisms her facial yeah. expressions her mannerisms you know the way she was holding herself and yeah it was just really well done yeah because she's only five six but she feels way taller yes yep they did an excellent job uh because julia child was over six feet tall yeah me find out how tall she was six yeah. two wow so they yeah. did a really good job making someone that's five six feel mm-hmm. like six two i think yeah. in this uh in this film and uh, so the casting was really well done you have nora efron her last film mm-hmm. and uh, i think it's a lovely way for her to finish out her her career uh and uh that with this sort of treatise on life and love mm-hmm. and what makes uh what makes your contribution matter uh all those different things i think uh it's a it's a really i'm glad that she didn't kind of go out on something like bewitched or something like mm-hmm. that which is fine <laughs> but i think this just has it's just much better agreed 
so I'm going to talk about the books for just a second. So this uh, is based on two books. The first one is by, uh, by Julia Child as told to her nephew, Alex Prudhoe, oh. I guess is how you say it. Oh. Anyway, and it's called My Life in France. And I love this oh. book. Yeah, you tell me. I need to read this. Yes, you mm-hmm. absolutely need yeah. to read it. It's so readable. It's so entertaining. Oh, and nice. I, I think what's so great about Julia is just that she, she just dared to have a whole nother life. She, yeah. she didn't get married until she was in her thirties and, and I think she was 34, if I'm not mistaken. When hey, she that's got what married. I was thinking about. <laughs> and yeah. And then it wasn't until you know, the, the person that we know of, of Julia Child, you're talking in her, in her fifties. Yeah. And I think that so many, I think that so many of us think that, oh, well, you know, that's it. We've decided our life. We can't, we can't change. We can't do something different when she just, she just embraced whatever life threw her way. And I just mm-hmm. admire that so much. <clears throat> right. I you, agree. You get that in the book and you also get just the incredible love between yeah. her and Paul. It's incredible. The, uh, there's lots of things that are in the movie that are in the book that were real to their life, like the Valentines, mm-hmm. for instance. Right. Right. They did. I do know about that. Yeah. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, the, the thing that I find so moving is that, Paul, her husband, was an artist. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, he was oh, an artist. Okay. And he was in charge of putting up uh, like ex- exhibits uh, for the embassies and kind of sh- showcasing different, um, almost like a, a curated kind of museum experience, mm-hmm. whatever that was, what he did in these, uh, in these uh, embassies. And so he basically took kind of a bureaucratic job in order so that Julia could pursue the cookbook. I mean, it was really, oh, they I say see. in the, yeah. in the uh, movie that it's as much his, his cookbook as it is hers. Mm-hmm. But here you have an artist type who loves his wife enough mm. to take yeah. the back seat and, uh, and sacrifice, you know, a more creative job uh, in order for her to be able to do what she what she dreamed of mm-hmm. doing, and I just think their marriage is. Yeah, I I wanted to comment on that too. Yeah, huge. they they respect each other so much, mm-hmm. and and it, it was so apparent because you know she you know moved to Paris because he had to do his thing, and then when her book came out, vice versa, you know, and they moved back or you know, yeah. and they just were they were so in tune with each other, and they listened and they respected each other yeah. and they loved each other. And I just think that's, just, yeah, very cool. Yeah. yeah. It's the dream. It yeah. really is sort of my mm-hmm. dream. If I were to get married, what I, yeah. what I would want to hope for and emulate. And just the way that he was willing to sacrifice for her is so beautiful and touching. Yeah. And, uh, and her as well, uh, you know, that she was willing to move wherever he needed to move and, and other things. I also just admire Julia that, she just embraced wherever she was at. I and mean, they don't quite show this in the movie, but when, wherever she moved, uh, like she obviously wanted to be in Paris, but wherever she moved, she tried to learn, she took language lessons every yeah. single place. 
And she dove into the culture. She learned how to, to, so even if she was sad, she wasn't in Paris, she learned how to cook Norwegian food. She took Norwegian lessons. Like how many people would do that? Uh, Especially if you know, you're only going to be there for a few years Mm -hmm. to get so immersed in, in the culture. And I I just admire that, that she just dove into wherever it was that, you know, she talks about, and when she was, uh, uh, when she was younger, she she was in the um, foreign service, uh, and that the, there's some who say that she was actually a spy, oh. uh, <laughs> yeah, in China uh, during World War II and uh, and or post war. And so you know, she dove into. She talks about Chinese cooking. I mean, she, just wherever she went, mm. she dove in and she embraced it. Yeah. And especially for women in the 1950s, you know, that wasn't necessarily always the case. It wasn't always something people did. And I, I just so admire mm-hmm. Julia and uh, just her spirit of, well, I guess I'll, let's try TV. Let's do yeah. it. And she just did it. She tried. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah she had that tenacity. Is that the right word? You know, and, and yeah, it's, it's very mature. Yeah. of her you know because not i feel like not a lot of people would think that way maybe right now i you know we, we would just yeah. get nervous and scared and um which is a natural feeling of course but to just like go head head on like oh i'm, I'm gonna do as much as i can learn as much as i can is is pretty yeah. darn cool yeah well, and and that she didn't just say well i mean i'm only gonna be in norway for so long mm-hmm. why did why would i try to learn norwegian like she just went for it yep I yeah, she was very respectful so cool. of the country, mm-hmm. you know, and where she was and, and yeah. all her surroundings. So, yeah, it's very cool. Uh, so I love Julia Child. She's one of my mm-hmm. heroes. I know oh, you same. do as well. Love her. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> you've cooked a lot of her recipes, so you can probably relate to Julie, uh, Julie Powell in, <laughs> in that way. <laughs> do, you, do, you me- do you remember the first uh, recipe of hers that you ever did? That I ever did? Yes. So the first time I remember I, so I had, so Joe got, my husband, Joe got me her book, whatever, 10 years ago, because mm-hmm. I, I was kind of in this rut and I wanted to, you know, kind of go out of my comfort zone and learn something new. And I was going through her book. And if you, if you do look at my cookbook, Mastering the Art of French Cooking, there's post-its everywhere and yeah. smudges and this and then and, and writing <laughs> and, and that's, you know, the sign of a well-used cookbook. And um, I wanted to make, it's actually on my blog, I wanted to make her cheese souffle. I'm like, sure, why not? Let's just do it, right? Yeah. And she has a whole entire page on how to whip egg whites. And if you're a food nerd like me, you're just like, you know, like, wow. You know, and it goes from this stage to this stage. And I mean, she, it, she really walks you through the recipe, like literally walks you through the recipe. She's holding your hand and telling you exactly what's supposed to look like at this part and then at this part. Yeah. So anyway, one of the first recipes was her cheese souffle. And I whipped those egg whites and they were perfect. And I made the cheese souffle and it rose like two inches, which is insane for a, a souffle. And um, I've made a few since then and it was all because of her. <laughs> That's so cool. I've never yeah. made a souffle. In oh, my we'll life. talk I about it. Try it. I it's not. Try it. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Yeah, it's it really scary, fun. but fun. <laughs> so for the second book that is part of this movie is called Julie and Julia, the name of the movie, and this is by Julie Powell. And I have to say, I think part of the problem is that books made out of blogs mm. are just always in my my experience pretty terrible there's something about the relaxed style of blogging that when it's 
that's sort of charming when you're just mm. reading like a little essay, but it's very insufferable when it's combined together and you're reading page after page after page after page yeah. of it. Uh, and the problem with Julie and Julia, I hated this book. I, <laughs> I, I actually didn't finish it. I got about two thirds of the way and I'm just like, mm. I'm done. I'm done. Because the thing that they do in the movie that makes her better is they they have more sort of human moments more uh just more light moments where she's entertaining with her friends and whatever different things like that whereas in the book it just feels like one it just feels joyless mm. it feels like one exercise in narcissism after another and and they they do have the sort of the whole scene in the movie where they talk about her narcissism mm -hmm. and i think they needed that because it's way worse than the book really just, i've, I've yeah, heard that yeah I have so that. much of it is her complaining about her job which i get it i've been there where you have a job that you hate but it's a little bit hard to feel that sorry for her when she's literally helping grieving people <laughs> like yeah. you know you're kind of like uh you're you're helping 9-11 survivors and their families. Like you could have a little bit more empathy. Like it's hard to feel sorry for. Yeah. And then also she just doesn't get joy out of the, uh, the, the cooking. It seems like it just mm. seems like it's just a whole bunch of complaining. Oh, and, interesting. And uh, I, I, I think that, uh, that she's also like, she also includes a lot of stuff like that you just, don't really need to know about like and again this is probably because of the relaxed style of blogging but i don't really need to know about her infertility problems or yeah. her feelings about every single republican <laughs> like mm, you know it just starts to feel like uh, okay i get it yeah uh and so it's not my favorite book and i think that the fact that they made uh they made her as likable as they did in the movie is an accomplishment nice. uh it's definitely an example of the movie being far better than mm. the book which Good to know. usually you have but <laughs> i i can't imagine anyone not agreeing with that statement yeah i have heard that too i didn't read the book <laughs> yeah. so i'm just basing my entire review on yeah. the movie which um, is what you should do and i i mean to be honest when i was watching her part i kind of was taking a more critical eye this last time i was watching it uh -huh. and i definitely i mean i noticed kind of a progression of in the beginning they were enjoying making these recipes you know they for you know i kind of put myself in that situation because whenever i want to make a pretty recipe i'm too busy fussing with it i won't put you know i won't put the herbs i want to be beautiful I have to take a picture so I can Instagram it and yeah. sometimes I even forget to just enjoy the recipe you know I, I put all this work into it and I just want to enjoy it like how delicious is it, is it and I noticed that when they started cooking from the book they were enjoying it and then yeah. I think as she was getting more deeper in the book and more maybe exhausted and she felt obligated to people you know it was definitely a let's just get this done just mm -hmm. to do it, you yeah. know? So, I mean, so I am a little empathetic yeah. because in the beginning it's fun. And then as you notice all the work and the energy that goes into it, it can, mm -hmm. yeah, it can take a, a little toll. Yeah. And I think part of it is also when you start a book, 
you you start it with kind of certain certain types of expectations Mm. and when you start reading a book called julie and julia you expect it to be kind of light and fluffy and fun and enjoyable and uh and it's just not (laughs) Uh, so but i think they did an excellent job in adapting a unlikable book in making it much more palatable uh they they spend about equal time on both characters which i appreciate Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, they start out with, uh, so we're just going to dive in. They start out with yeah. Julia Child. Uh, they have moved to Paris and uh, she, uh, she goes and has uh, the uh, Solmoniere. Oh, I want to make that so bad right now. It's so, it's so delicious. <laughs> and this is something she talks about in My Life in France. The first mm-hmm. time that she fell in love with French cooking mm-hmm. was when she was at this uh, uh, this restaurant in the I think it was in Provence in this mm. in, in France and she had sole manure which is uh which is sole the fish mm-hmm. with a butter sauce and mm-hmm. uh, it changed her life it inspired her yes. and uh yeah I'm sure that's something that you can relate to yes it is I mean when I saw that first scene it was, it's funny. I turned to my husband, Joe. I'm like, we have to make Solmonia right now. And, and I was like, I think I saw Sol at, at the store. We have to get it. Because when you take that, you know, it was, I, I actually just talked about this on my, on my podcast that I recorded a few days ago. I talked about tomatoes. And the first time I ever had bruschetta or bruschetta, depending where you're from, um, I remember the flavors of the tomatoes and the garlic together on this kind of crusty olive oil bread. And I must've been 10 years old when I first tasted it. And I, I couldn't understand the flavors, but I was so obsessed with it, you know? And, and ever since then, I feel like that's when I started to really enjoy and love food so much because I tasted these flavors and I was just so like enthralled. I was like, wow, what is this? It kind of took over me. And um, I feel, I'm assuming that's how she felt. You know, when you take, yeah. I, mean, I mean, fish and butter sauce is pretty darn delicious. Yeah. And it looked gorgeous, how, whoever did the styling. In the yeah. Movie. Oh yeah, the food styling in this movie. Oh my God, they it was deserve... like perfectly golden brown and the butter sauce uh-huh. was, you know, lightly brown. And it was just absolutely stunning, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very, very, that is very true. They deserve yeah. their own Oscar for this movie. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so she is trying to figure out what she's going to do uh, there in Paris uh, with uh, while her husband is working. She starts out and takes a hat making class. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, she's. I love that well, whole she's conversation. Trying to, she's trying to be creative. I understand. I love that whole conversation. She's like, I, I, I like hats. <laughs> I do. You, you like hats? I, I do. Like, yeah, I like. Yeah, I, like hats. I love it. Oh, and, so cute. Uh, yeah, she and then she takes bridge lessons. Oh, I couldn't. That cracked me up. <laughs> I was like, really? Oh, supposedly I read that the person that was that was um, like hosting the bridge lessons in the show. Is uh-huh. supposedly Julia Child's great niece. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and so then she decides to take a cooking lesson, and she goes to the cooking lesson, and it's how to boil an egg, and she's just kind of like, um, I'm I've past this. Yep. I. <laughs> and which, like you were saying, they connect well because they 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 merge her learning to boil an egg or being told again how to boil an right. egg with the fact that Julie Powell has never 
never cooked an egg, which yeah. seems crazy to I me. I like, was really surprised. And she had a poached egg, which yeah. if you have a perfectly cooked yolk in a per- poached egg, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, yeah I've I never poached an egg myself, but I certainly have cooked many eggs. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, how I do mean, you... Poaching is not my favorite way of cooking, but yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you how do you grow up and never have eaten an egg in your I whole think she, life? You know, I, I've heard that if you overcook eggs, it can kind of give off like a sulfury smell. Oh, and yeah. maybe it was, you know, something that she just remembered maybe. Um, and just like kind of stayed away from. Maybe. Yeah. But uh, so she, she hears about this professional class and the, uh, the teacher... Uh, of the class is oh, I love very snooty. <laughs> Hates her. Doesn't well, want with the mustache. Her. Yeah, I love him. Oh, oh no, no. There's he. He's he's great. Oh, okay. And then, uh, no, the um the head of the school. Oh yes, that she's just a joke. Doesn't like her. Yeah, is uh, Madame Broussard. I think her name is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so she decides that she's going to actually enroll in the Cordon Bleu and that it's the idea is i think this is a class for gis and other people over there that uh that want to learn professional cooking mm-hmm. and uh and so you know they're they're pretty dismissive of her and there's the whole scene where she uh, has to learn to cut an onion <laughs> and first oh she's gosh. really slow yeah. and they're kind of making fun of her that she's mm-hmm. just a housewife and and so she just spends the whole day just cutting, cutting onions. Oh my onions. gosh, that was such a fabulous scene. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I think Stan, Stanley Tucci walks in and she literally has piles of, of chopped onion. I mean, piles of it. Yeah. And he's like, okay, honey, you just keep doing your thing. <laughs> and that's the best thing about their marriage, yeah. it seems like to me, is, is he was just so supportive. Yeah yeah and whatever she whatever she wanted to do love it uh it's really great and uh and so then she uh yeah it's a Ma- madame brassard mm-hmm. uh and she goes through all of the cooking classes and like i said she started the cooking lessons when she was 39 so i i don't know I, i'm 39 now and to imagine just that, that everything we know about Julia Child as a person mm-hmm. was post where I'm at in my life. Like that's really empowering. Isn't it? Isn't it? I, to- I yeah. totally agree with you. Mm. I absolutely agree with you. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we're, we are sometimes kind of an ageist society. We think yeah, oh, I was well, going to say that, but I don't want to say too much. You know, yeah. I always feel like, you know, and that everyone has these goals. Like I have to do this by the time I'm 20, do this by 25. Yeah. But it's like, you know, not everyone has that same path. Right. You know, sometimes you just have to accept what's happening and, and go with the flow and embrace it and just mm-hmm. like her, give it all you got. So she starts, uh, she, she starts these cooking classes mm-hmm. uh, where she's going to help the, uh, particularly the women, uh, <laughs> the American women in France learn how to cook. And she does it with Simone Beck and Louisette mm-hmm. Bertol. Uh, who are the Le Grands, the 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 Trois Gourmets? And if you watched, uh, if you watched Julia Child's show, she would wear her badge uh, oh, with, right. uh, yeah. from Le, Le Trois Gourmets, Gourmands, mm-hmm. I think it was, and that was from her original cooking classes that she did Aww. with Lizette and Simone. Oh, and, that's so sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and she would, she was famous for, for the badge, but then also wearing her pearls mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, 
so they, Lizette and Simone have been working on a cookbook and mm -hmm. uh, that they want to sell to Americans and they, they get rejected. Mm. And so they come to Julia and they say, will you help us make it better for American cooks? So we have to kind of put everything in perspective because you know, back then there really was just kind of the joy of cooking mm -hmm. uh, as in uh, the, uh, the world of kind of cooking as far yeah. as it was, it wasn't seen as something that uh, even a normal housewife really did. It was seen as something that uh, was to be sort of endured. It wasn't something that people enjoyed in the same way that you have now where you have all of these different right. celebrity, celebrity, uh, right you know, chefs and, and cookbooks. And that's just, that wasn't a thing back then. As much right. As and also it, it was in the fifties, right? The early fifties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, TV dinners were just coming out and this yeah. kind of sense of easy, keep everything easy, you know, because mm -hmm. it was very, you know, the man was working or and yeah. the wife was at home and we have to make everything easy. So I agree. I, I don't think cooking like that, mm -hmm. you know, as home cooking, like we're doing today was as, was as prominent yeah. and well-respected as, as it should have been. Well, and, and people just weren't, uh, weren't multicultural in their cooking right. hardly at all. Something like spaghetti and meatballs would have been kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah. yeah. That would have been a different culture. Right. Or uh, I, I think right around in the 1950s and sixties is when you started to have, uh, Chinese restaurants in mm. places that you'd have chop suey and things like that. Yeah. But it just wasn't the same as yeah. it is now where, where, you know, somebody eating Chinese food would be like yeah. no big deal. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it was a different kind of uh, atmosphere to be writing it, writing a cookbook. And it, it's more, I think it, the, the whole goal of what they were doing is all the more daunting uh, mm -hmm. than it would be now. The idea of someone writing a cookbook not that it's obviously you've done it, it's yeah. difficult, but compared to, you know, what they took on with this book is, is, oh, a, yeah. I mean, it took them 10 years to, oh, I can't to even write that. Yeah. And every single, she took it very scientifically, every single recipe yeah. uh, she would, she would do over and over and over and scientifically test it. Yeah. Uh, they talk about how she figured out the perfect mayonnaise that you had to have the bowl cold enough. You had mm -hmm. to have all those things were taken into account uh, in these recipes. And if they, they had, when they first submitted it, I think there was almost a thousand pages just on sauces. Wow. <laughs> yeah, something I, like that. That is insane. And they were like, ah. Oh. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah. <laughs> That's very daunting. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have a sauce for everything. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things I love about Child of the Many is that I love the fact that she was a pen pal her whole life with yeah. Avis. And you see that in the, uh, uh, in the movie uh, that she writes to, to Avis. And, uh, and Avis is the, uh, the person who f first introduced her holiday sauce to mm -hmm. uh, the people at the publishing. Yeah, not. They give, they give her a yeah. $250 advance for writing the book. Mm -hmm. And uh, they end up, they end up rejecting it in the end because it's just too, too much. Yeah, it was huge. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> monster. Yeah, and they said, uh, they're like, we don't want to publish an encyclopedia. And it was, they want to do all these different volumes. And that is daunting for mm-hmm. any cook, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We also get to meet her sister, Dorothy. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. <laughs> Sorry, my that Jane Lynch was the, yeah. was the I was like, oh my, she's fantastic. Yeah, and I think I don't know how tall she is, but I think she's regular tall. She doesn't have she's to be fake tall. <laughs> she is tall. I think. <laughs> Let me see. Let me look at tall. She's six feet. So okay, yeah. so they didn't have to pretend. With right, her. right. So funny. Um, and uh, she ends up meeting a uh, a man in uh in france and she ends up getting married mm. and there and that that whole scene is really fun it's really the, sweet. The, whole, yeah. the whole wedding and then you have uh her father is a friend of of senator mccarthy and right. uh and loves loves senator mccarthy <laughs> and uh so that's there's a, definitely some conflict there yeah. between uh between her uh, you also get a really sweet scene with her fa- when she finds out that her sister is pregnant mm-hmm. and her, you know, realizing that, or her being sad. Yeah, her real and reaction, I, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. one of the best acted mm-hmm. on both of their part scenes of the whole film. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was very touching. Yeah, they, they, yeah, those two just clicked so well. Mm-hmm. You know, Stanley Tucci and Meryl Streep, they were just so synonymous, like they were just so together. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah you are the butter to my bread oh, <laughs> i can't <laughs> yeah and it's just so sweet uh, and tender and they have such yeah. a a lovely relationship and mm-hmm. yeah you're the butter to my bread and the breath to my life oh, i love you darling girl oh so sweet <laughs> relationship goals oh so sweet <laughs> Yeah, and so then you have the fact that they end up having to move, like we talked mm. about, and she ends up going to Marseille and then to Germany and then to Oslo. Um, and she, like I said, she learns all a lot in all of those places. And you see that later on in her show, she will make recipes from these different countries that she's lived in. Mm. Uh, oh, I did, yeah. France. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. It's pretty fun if you, they have her show on on DVD, at least in my local library, they have them. And uh, it's pretty fun to watch the old episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think you can bring it up like on YouTube or PBS or, yeah. Uh, the, the, the famous uh, episode that they show on the, oh, I know the where movie you're going. Yeah. is her flipping <laughs> the, uh, the <laughs> potato. Uh, she's making a large like potato pancake kind of thing. Uh-huh. And she says in there, you have to have the courage of your convictions. And she goes to flip it and it spills all over the place. And no, I miss, I do kind of miss that uh, raw authenticity. You know, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I feel like even now everything is so polished, even with, um, like I was thinking of like just my Instagram. Yeah, you know, even stop trying. Just be more real and just hey, this is how it. Is. This is what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to I, go with it. Uh, that recently they've been doing on Pioneer Woman. They've been doing the Pioneer Woman at home. 
was oh, okay. just filmed by her kids. Oh, really? And I swear I like the show way better. Yeah, because <laughs> it's relatable. It's more relatable. Yeah. Like the other day she was making, what was it? I can't remember what it was, but she was making something and she completely forgot the green pepper and oh. there was like all just sitting there on the cutting board oh and she's God. like, oh, oops, now we'll put in the green pepper. <laughs> I've done that. I have totally done that. Yep. <laughs> and I just, I think I prefer it. I'm like, yeah. And it shows what, you know, how to fix the mistake. Like yeah. it's, it'll still be delicious. Yeah. I, so I'm like, <laughs> give those kids an Emmy. They, oh my they made gosh. a better show. You know what's funny? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if we can segue a little bit to the yeah. Julie part, but yeah. there's a scene where she, I think she like overcooks. Wait, what does she do? She like drops a, a chicken or, or a duck or something. Oh on yeah. The, and she just has a complete it and meltdown. And I, <laughs> I was like semi-empathetic with that. I mean, I've never had a complete meltdown like that, but I've had, you know, I made this beautiful zucchini tart and I like laid out the zucchini slices and I forgot to put the tart on the baking sheet first because it was going to be too heavy to transfer without it ripping. Uh-huh. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And I do it and the whole thing falls on the floor upside down and it's like zucchini everywhere. And I'm just like, no. So you know what I did? Instead, I, I cried a little bit. And then I was like, I'm going to put this together and stick it in the oven and see what happens. <laughs> and it came out okay. Yeah. That's what my, <laughs> one of my grandma used to always say. She's like, just give it a different name. Yeah, just call it something new. It's fine. It was rustic. <laughs> I called it. Because <laughs> I remember one time uh, I was making a, a potato salad and I, I cooked them too long. Oh, okay. And so they ended up, it ended up just basically being like weird pickly mashed potatoes. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> sure. and my grandma was like, we'll just call it something different. And they all ate it like troopers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> probably really disgusting. I mean, you know, it's so funny, but, but like, I feel like everyone's like trying to pickle something right now. So <laughs> you, can, you, you might be onto something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Pickled mashed potatoes. But. But anyway, yeah. And so then they end up going back to Cambridge. You see her famous Cambridge kitchen, which is now oh, in the Smithsonian. That's on my and, list. <laughs> and then you see uh, the first, th- her finding out that they had rejected, that the first public, the one that gave the advance had rejected the book and then they, that it getting published. Uh, and you see Judith Jones trying out the recipes and, mm. and her and Judith Jones figuring out the name of the, of the, uh, of the book and yeah. all of that. And uh, so it's just delightful. Can I interrupt you for a Please. second? <laughs> so that moment where Judith Jones takes a bite of a bouffe bourguignon. I have had that moment <laughs> with that recipe. It is, I, because it's a it's a whole recipe and there's a lot of steps to it and I believe you use a whole bottle of, of red wine for that recipe uh-huh. so there's a lot that goes into it and the recipe is really funny because she says you put it in the oven you flour it you put it in the oven for four minutes and then you take it out and you turn it over same thing another four minutes and there's a lot and I was like okay Julia whatever you say <laughs> But when you take a bite of that meat that's been cooking in the red wine for hours, it is beyond. It is probably one of the most delicious things I've ever had ever in my mouth. And I highly recommend making it. But that moment that she took a bite, I was like, yes, I have been there. I get it. It's worth it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So, so good. It really, it really is. Uh, Yeah. So, all right. Well, so for the Julie Powell part, 
so it starts out with her having this horrible job at the Lower Manhattan Development Corporation call center uh, where she's taking 9-11 victims and their uh, uh, sufferers and their families, their calls. And again, I think I might have changed that for the mm. movie. Okay. I know it's true to life, but I just feel like it starts her off on such a sour note mm. of her. Like, I get it. Like, working in the cubicle job is the worst, and I would never want to go back to that. And working a call center job is not mm. fun. But again, it's just harder to have sympathy for her when she's dealing with people yeah. that 9-11. Yeah. Like, I don't know. So I would have changed that. I would have had her just working some generic call center job. Right. But nevertheless, that's what they do. And uh, she is married to uh, Eric, who's played by Chris Messina. And Chris Messina, I think, is super charming in this Mm -hmm. role. And uh, I think that he is always super charming. (laughs) He's an underrated kind of actor. He's good. I liked him in Mindy Project a lot. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't love the show. I kind of lost interest after a while, but he was very charming. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so he has convinced her to move to Queens, and she is not happy about it. (laughs) And they are living above a pizza place, and uh, she's, you know, just stressed out. She's not happy with her life. And she goes and and meets with her friends, the supposed friends of hers, who are the Cobb salad women, who will all order <laughs> Cobb salad, but with one different part missing yeah, from the that Cobb was salad. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is that it's not even a Cobb salad? Yeah. But uh, they're all they're all on their phone the whole time. They're super catty. They're they're not. She's super judgy of them, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her friend asks her to be in a article in the New Yorker and it ends up being uh, a, uh, what the new, what the new 30 looks like. And it's not very flattering of her. So she's just feeling really down and she gets this idea to start up a blog and, and blog her way through the art of French cooking. And yeah, as you say, you are a food blogger, so it's something you could definitely relate to. It it is. I mean, it was funny when she like opened up the first page. It was like Blogspot. I was like, oh yeah, I started up Blogspot too. That's like old school. Yeah. Um, but I kind of miss those blogging days where you just kind of wrote, you know, what you felt, and and you were just very honest and candid. Um, so I mean, I you know, I'm empathetic of her because even though a lot of people found her catty and not appreciative you know she began to have like she was obligated to her readers mm-hmm. and that takes a lot because you you know even for me when I'm blogging I always want to put out content because I want to get someone excited to cook um and I I assuming that's how she felt too you know she kind of mm-hmm. wants to share her story and she wants to get someone excited and she has this personal goal and she can't let herself down or all these other people down yeah. So that's why I'm empathetic. <laughs> well, and I can be empathetic too about that part of it because I can relate to it. I mean, as a Hallmark podcaster, I I uh, I have coming up the countdown to Christmas. And as much oh. as I, I mean, I really do love doing what I do and I, mm-hmm. it's a privilege, but it's also kind of like, oh my God. It is a lot of work. It really I'm gonna is. I'm going to be watching, yeah. you know, like 
70 just just between lifetime and hallmark i'll be watching 70 christmas movies yeah Woo! and That's so a, yeah. you're glad and you're happy and you don't want to complain but also you do want to complain because everybody wants to complain about their jobs sometimes. Right. Yeah. And I think it's real and honest and, yeah. you know, I cook a lot, you watch movies and, you know, there's still work and energy and money that goes into that and time and commitment. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like sometimes readers don't see that, you know, very easily, which is, you know, yeah. I understand that because we're just putting out this beautiful content for them. And that's yeah, our and job. they think, oh, it's so easy. It's just you sitting in front of a, a camera they don't see the the just for this podcast no. people don't see the the hours that i spent creating my notes and doing research watching the movie coordinating yeah, with you yeah. um coming up with ideas and then there's the editing and then there's creating the graphics that go along with it and it, you know it's again it's a blessing and, and a privilege but everybody gets frustrated with their jobs yeah and i think that's totally honest and true yeah. and yeah it's a job and it takes work and energy and but uh we both still love it don't we yeah. oh we do <laughs> so blessed so blessed and it can be also sort of frustrating because you never know what is going to hit and what people are going to like yeah. like you kind of try to think that you do know but then like <laughs> things oh, yeah. that there's so many times when something i just thought for sure would be a huge hit and it just bleh. and yeah. then something that i was just kind of eh, let's do it why not people yeah. love it oh it's, it's, yeah i'm on the same boat as you yeah i'll make a recipe and i'm like yeah. oh, i want to you know and i'm like really people want this you know and <laughs> so yeah. yeah it just yeah just put out content and see what mm -hmm. sticks that's what you have to do yeah. Uh, and so she, uh, she has her meltdowns, her, her freakouts, uh, and they are really too, but, and, and they're like I said, way better than the book. So I give them yeah. credit. That was hard. They, I, I feel like you got to give them some credit that they improved upon this, what they started with. Mm. Uh, and, and that Amy Adams is an inherently likable actress. So I think yeah. that helps a lot. And, uh, and like the Christmas scene is pretty likable mm. and, uh, it's just, I wish that she got more joy out of mm -hmm. the cooking. She talks about at the very beginning and the great thing about cooking is that your whole life can be, uh, going down the, the tubes, but you can come home and you know that, yeah. uh, that chocolate and cream and, mm. uh, egg white and eggs will make, uh, will make a thick pudding yeah and that there's that kind of control uh in the uh, uh the, the world and that's such a comfort yeah. to her yeah yeah i i agree with her there um and i understand where she was going through because you know i went through that phase of oh i have to put out these recipes this is what people want but now i kind of just want to enjoy it mm -hmm. you know and i kind of wish she did enjoy it for a little bit longer I think she was putting too much stress on herself. Yeah. You know, and that's, and that's too bad because it kind of takes the joy out of cooking. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, yeah. it's a, it's really post 100 recipes when it starts to kind of fall apart. Mm. I think the aspects really are her turning I point. would never, I'm, you know, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but I would never make an <laughs> aspic ever. And I applaud her for getting that <laughs> gelatinous calf foot and boy, cause you know, Good for you, girlfriend. Okay, yeah, you do you do gross. the your ass a bit, <laughs> but that's not so, 
that's hard. That's hardcore. Oof. <laughs> I also do love the scene with the lobsters and the fact they use. Oh my gosh! Use talking heads. I psycho yes. killer. <laughs> I, I had that song stuck in my head all night after I watched the movie, and I guess I also read that it was his idea. What, what's the actor's name who played the husband? Oh, Chris, Chris Messina. Yeah, it was his idea yeah. to do. Uh, Psycho killer. I thought that was very charming that you know the lobster kind of pops out of the of the pot and he's there to save the day yeah. and she's just you know kind of running away and, and she he's like I got this, I got this. <laughs> and I thought that was so cute and genuine. Yeah. yeah. In Nora Ephron movies are known for their really good soundtracks. And mm. this one they have the score by Alexander Desplat, and I think it's really charming. It's really oh, nice. fun. And uh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I know. Uh, I listen to that song now too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then she gets the invite from uh, from Judith Jones. Uh, this is Julia Child's editor, the first person to try her beeper yarn and her hollandaise sauce. And so she's really excited about it. She kind of fakes uh, going uh, going to being sick so that she can work on it. And uh, and then she falls asleep while it's cooking. So that broke my heart. I know that broke uh, my heart because oof, that's a lot of you know a lot of money goes into beef bourguignon, like wine and beef, mm-hmm. and uh, so I applaud her for doing it again. That's hardcore, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, she gets everything all oh. again, and then you see she uh, she's serving it, and her husband put salt on it and she's just very upset about it yeah yeah i mean i probably wouldn't be upset at that because everyone has a different palate and that's uh-huh. you know me coming i'm like uh you know it's okay like yeah. <laughs> well and so this is where they kind of get in this interesting dynamic of you know he says don't put this in your blog and she has to decide kind of how real to be in the mm-hmm. blog and i mean that's something i think as content creators that we have to deal with yeah. you know i try to if i'm going to share a story i try to make it my story if i'm going to if i'm going to share someone else's story unless i think it's truly just completely uh, inoffensive mm-hmm. um then i will get the permission f- first uh but uh, uh the uh i and i'm the same way about pictures if somebody says i don't want my picture you know on your instagram or whatever i am completely completely respectful of that yeah. and i try to go out of my way to be respectful of that mm-hmm. uh but it can be it can be challenging and i think that the people that are in relationships with content creators do have to accept a certain degree of of a public life yeah that uh that might be a little uncomfortable for them yeah but kind of goes with the job uh but yeah i do try like i said i try if i share a story i try to make it my story and it's uh, fair yeah i think it's really respectful Mm -hmm. uh so yeah, they have this big fight, and because uh, Judith Jones ends up not being able to come, you also get the scene with her boss, who's like, "I don't want to be in your blog," yeah. uh, which is getting kind of that same theme. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why they added that in, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What's well, okay? Fine, <laughs> you won't." Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, I found um, that kind of yeah 
like yeah i think they were worthless but there's no point in it to me i think they were just trying to show some maybe some opposition some of the things Mm. that she was dealing with i don't know but uh, she starts getting tons and tons of requests calls people want to talk to her and she uh she finds out from one of the callers that julie child does not like her blog Mm -mm. and this is true that julia felt like it was a stunt and that she didn't get any seem to get any joy out of cooking and judith jones said about the blog she said that flinging around four letter words which is a big part of the the blog when cooking uh, uh, flinging around four letter words when cooking isn't attractive to me or julia she didn't want to endorse she didn't want to endorse it what came through on the blog was somebody who was doing it almost for the sake of a stunt she would never really describe the end results how delicious it was and what she learned julia didn't like what she called the flimsies she didn't suffer fools if you if you know what i mean wow wow oof man that oof (laughs) that's that's a slap yeah Yeah. i kind of i mean now that you said that i I never read that part but hearing it right now you know they're right the 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 whole point of enjoying this beautiful masterpiece that you took so much labor in is to enjoy it and like that's what gets me excited like when someone tells me how delicious something is i just get so into it and that's what i want to do with read you know other people as well so you know for her to you know not share that that's kind of disappointing yeah yeah and you get a little bit more of that in this movie than you do in the in the blog slash book but as some of the comments on the book on amazon that that it says (laughs) it's not about cooking or the food it's about her trials and tribulations and they are many indeed she's a democrat and that's fine so am i but i don't need to know the presumed political affiliation (laughs) of everyone she dislikes wow interesting and uh julie powell cries at every obstacle throws tantrums when things go wrong, yells at her husband for no reason. And this is the picture of herself uh, she paints. God only knows what she'd be like in reality. Ooh, ouch. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Julia Child was not a fan of, mm. of Julie Powell wow. and this whole thing. And so Julie finds out about this and she feels really sad about it. And uh, you do get the line where she says, do you think it's because I use too many, uh, too many swear words? <laughs> and he's like, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but she, the kind of the lesson that I think Nora Ephron wants you to take away from this is that having an inspiration, having a goal, having yeah. something that you, that you finish and complete and that that makes all the difference. It doesn't really matter what julia child thinks Mm -hmm. of julie powell's project it matters what it did for julie as a person yeah completely agree and Mm -hmm. she grew from that and she knows that and i I applaud her Mm -hmm. her goal setting yeah and it seemed like that that this was a rare kind of thing for her to do uh that she was not a goal setter by nature Mm -hmm. and so for her to to have that experience i think meant a lot yeah so and yep, you, yep, yeah, and you find out about her book and uh, her. She finally debones the duck, which has been the hardest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have but actually I, never I, cooked duck in my life. Have I? Have I? Haven't either. My husband has. 
like a duck breast, but I uh -huh. haven't either. Maybe that could be a, a goal. Yeah. Maybe not for you. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll throw you in uh, head first, but <laughs> maybe I'll do it. I'll report no, back. No, I'm dying to try and because and, you are the queen of making muscles and that's oh. my next goal is to make <gasps> muscles. Oh, girl, yes. Because I wish that you were here because I don't even know like how to buy like oh, which ones to buy that's actually in my blog post but yes yeah. i will. <laughs> I have a lot of muscle recipes in my there website. is this restaurant that i love if you ever come visit i'll okay. take you to the copper onion and they have this mussels and pepper broth Ooh. that is the yummiest oh thing i ever and they serve it with these really crusty buttery bread oh it's yes to die for one that of my favorite meals so i've good. ever had and uh and just the broth is so yummy and oh i'm dying gosh. to make that recipe oh okay F yes find out the recipe and we'll do it okay. <laughs> maybe fun. even through virtual yeah that'd be, fun. <laughs> that'd be fun oh i love mussels i can eat mussels every that's actually my birthday dinner every year is oh, a bowl really? of mussels yeah <laughs> the only thing I have every year for my birthday is I always have lemon meringue pie or lemon Ooh. pie of some kind. Oh, yum. Yeah. Oh, I love lemon. And it's got to be like real lemon. Yes, like, yeah. Not artificial, people, no. People who say that they don't like lemon pie, it's usually because they've only had the really weak mm -hmm. lemon pie. And I, I put in like double the lemon yes, juice. Yes, yes. I would too. Absolutely. <laughs> Yes. Because I know I like it that really tart. Oh, so do I. Yes. So good. <laughs> so good. Well, very good. I think we finished it. I, I think it's it's a fun movie. I do like the Julia Child parts way better than the Julie mm. Paul parts, but I don't think the Julie Paul parts are without value. Um, we did get some comments on uh, from our listeners uh, on this movie. We have uh from amy craig she says i was 12 when the movie was released it was good though it's not a favorite movie or anything it did inspire me to get more involved in the kitchen and learn to cook Aww. super cute yeah that is so sweet and uh jacob dominguez says it's really good one of her best films and all mm. the food looks so tasty it, it really I'm t the, yeah the food <laughs> styling on the on the in the movie yeah was fantastic yeah it really really was agreed yeah uh and then mel she says i love the julia parts not so big on the julie parts <laughs> which is a theme a couple yeah. others uh donna joe strickler says i have to say i really enjoyed this movie i have rewatched it several times i may even rewatch it again this weekend i've always enjoyed enjoyed julia child's cooking shows and thought the movie did a great job Covering her life and the side story was really cute too. <laughs> Nicely done. Aww, and uh, and then Rachel McWallen says the contemporary plot should have been scrapped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there we go. That's some thoughts on Julie yeah. and Julia. And uh, so let us know what you think about this movie, what you think about Julia Child, what you think about Julie Powell, uh, what are some food memories that you have? We would love to hear in the comment section or on Twitter, let us know. And uh, Samantha, where can people find you in your, in your blog and all the stuff that you do? Oh, sure. Thank you. Uh, so my website that has all the recipes and a lot of Julia Child recipes also, uh, littleferrarokitchen.com. And then I'm on Instagram at Ferraro Kitchen, where I share uh, all my 
my recipes and I'm starting to do more videos on there and weeknight dinners. So follow me on there. And my little podcast is also called the little for our kitchen, which is on Apple podcast and Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Yeah. And we'll have all that in the description section. So you should all definitely check it out. It's really fun. And you can find me at Rachel's reviews, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. And I also did in my family movie night series a couple of years ago, I reviewed Julie and Julia. I just barely posted my 250th uh, family movie night review over there. Every Monday is a family movie night pick. And so if you want uh, good picks for the whole family, you should check that series out and that'll all be in the description section, but make sure to following the Hallmarkies podcast, all over social media, iTunes, YouTube, and if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. That helps us out a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate that as well. And we also have our merch store, which has tons of fun Hallmark inspired merch. And we really appreciate that support. And we have our Patreon group, which we have a Facebook group. We have special exclusives. We have early releases, all kinds of fun stuff to make it worth your while to support the podcast. It helps us out so much so we really appreciate that and thanks again this was really fun catch up samantha i appreciate oh, so you coming much fun on. and so much. uh and we'll have to do it again maybe closer to christmas that might be fun oh that could be a lot of fun let's do it, do it. yes because there's nothing that hallmark loves more than a baker at christmas oh i think we need so. to talk about that okay <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks you guys bye everyone bye thank you